What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back. Havoc, Shake are both in the house. This is the Not For Debate podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcast Music. Also, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and most definitely share. We have a special guest in the house. He has over 426 followers on Twitch. Mr. Stream Hype, the man, the myth, the legend, Raiding Ravens. Appreciate you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks for the invite. And as soon as I heard about this, I'm like, I, I got to get on. You know, oh, man, I appreciate it's a, that. And it's a rapidly growing podcast from what I can see. And I'm glad to be here. Man, we're glad to have you. But first thing first, I want to address divorce. You know, you've been dressing a whole lot differently since uh, moving into that new house, man. What's... <laughs> it's just, it's just, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't put my, put, put my finger on it, but you're a changed man. Hey, by hey, the way. Uh, must Carl... be the fireplace. Does Carlton know that you have a sweater? <laughs> 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 to, to address, to address these clowns real fast. Right oh, now we clowns. <laughs> to address that real quick, look, I read the comments, right? So uh-huh. I have to, I have to look the part. Okay. And, and also, shout out to my mom because she actually bought this shirt for me. Shout so out to like, mom. I felt like since today exactly. is today is her birthday, I will wear this shirt <laughs> for a very, very special podcast with my guy Raider Ravens in the house. All right. I, I felt like this was important. We had I had to look somewhat formal for this. Absolutely. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, you look like a million dollars. You look like you, you look like you invested in GameStop early. <laughs> actually, it was it was Tesla. It's Tesla. Get it okay. right. Okay. But um, Rainer Raven, before we even jump yes, into sir. the pod, I did want to say because I probably haven't even said this to you. And um, uh, how long have we known each other? About seven years now. About seven, a little over seven years. Yeah. Uh, wow. I just wanted to tell the people in the podcast like how much I appreciate you over my time on youtube because i've admired so much what you've done as far as youtube is concerned as far as the way you produce your videos how you market yourself uh on other social platforms even coached me up on how to do certain things as far as in this community uh i just wanted to say thank you that's that's number one you're very welcome man you're very welcome it's You've always been a good dude, and I'm, I, I like to help people who are, you know, who I, I feel like we vibe with, you know. Right. Hmm. Like, if you guys having a shake, haven't caught an old school Rain and Raven stream where he would just, I just, I just feel like, I, no disrespect to streamers today that just, just go live and they just <laughs> do their thing. Back in but, my day, see? <laughs> nah, nah, see, because... Rainer Raven, he would go all out with it. Like he would, he would schedule the stream twenty four hours early, mm-hmm. and then when the stream would pop up, he would have the uh, the, the jerky XP trailer come up, and he would have his little music in the background, yep. have his little like have his little networking thing going on <laughs> in the right corner of the screen, all purple. That joint was what's the word clean, clean. That, yes, yes. So that joint was clean. Like yeah. he had it going on. I uh, hold that thought. Um, excuse me. Welcoming Banks showing up. What's up? Late man? as usual. What's going on, man? Uh well, considering the fact that we uh we normally record on 10 p.m. <laughs> on Wednesdays, I just recently got off work 
four minutes ago. Uh, yeah, man, thanks for pushing it back. My bad. Where you, hey, today, Ray, where you been the past three minutes then? <laughs> What's but, going on, boys? Hey, man, man? humble by your presence, Mr. Raining Rev- Ravens, man. What's as, going on, as, am, as am I, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for, like I was just saying, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I've been kind of following along with this podcast, and um, it's it's something I listen to while I'm working personally. Uh, just to That's be honest that. with you guys, how, how I consume this content is when I'm working. But um, it's really cool to see like the topics you guys discuss because it's the same stuff that me and my coworkers are talking about like five minutes ago, and you guys are talking <laughs> yeah. about it here on the podcast. So I think it's really cool. Um, you got a good group of guys here. Um, I don't know how you found these people. Great one, but um, keep at it, it, man. You Listen, got you got to you support You're yourself. Faith. Yes, sir. God is good, bro. That, I'm that's just it. Leave it at that. That's it. That's it. You know, you support the ones you 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 surround yourself with uh, a group of guys that support you, and um, it's very evident. So, congrats on that great one. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really humbled to be here, and I I uh, it's cool to be on a podcast I listen to. So. I appreciate that, man. Now, before before Banks really interrupted me, gloating you real fast. So back to what I was saying. So he had the right in the right quarter of the screen. He had the the this whole socially network thing. Had had Twitch, t- Twitter up there. Had Instagram. Had Google Plus at the time. Like that <laughs> was clean. Like he had it. Like it was all. It was beautiful. Like it was all color matched. Everything. Like you see it his background right now. He got the neon purple in the background with uh with the Under Armour purple shirt on. <laughs> yeah, no, he's synced up. It's yeah, all by accident. It wasn't planned. Yeah, no, he's he's synced up, bro. Like he, he got it he all lived, lined up. He literally Here's, has a good I got I gotta, I gotta tell you though, man. I, I kinda I get it from Dion Primetime Sanders. He said if you look good, you play good. But at the same time, like it kind of involved, uh, affected my life in a way to where now I can't wear Under Armour socks with Nike shoes. Like <laughs> everything got a match. You know what I mean? Sure. So, so. Dion, Dion also said, "You play good, you get paid good too." That, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's the, that's the end of that quote. <laughs> now I did want to share another story. I don't know if you remember this story, uh, Double R. Um, when I made a lo- my new logo. I'll show you guys. I'll show you guys this logo real fast. This logo. So it was one of those times we was just like we was on the Xbox Live party or whatever. It was after one of his streams or whatever. And this is one of those these one of these uh these teaching moments that he had with me was like he was real blunt and honest, and I respected it too. Before I made this logo, I had a, another logo. So he came out and was it like, was you, trash. You, remember, you remember this conversation? <laughs> you remember this conversation, right? So he was like, Great one, Devore. Um, I'm, t- I'm telling you this from a good place, but it literally looks like you just went into Microsoft Paint. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you went into Microsoft Paint and you made this logo. You need to go and make a new logo. <laughs> hey. So listen, he, he, listen he, was, he was just providing you some constructive criticism, my brother. Look That's at it. you now. Yeah, yeah. Same logo. <laughs> and, 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 no, this isn't the logo. You don't want to see the old one. You don't want to see the old one. This, <laughs> this, this is the one I took time. It took me three days to come up with this because I wanted to. I wanted to be on that double R standard. You know what I'm mean? saying? I hear you. I mean, look. Luckily, you you heard it early, rather than later, because it's yeah. the year 2021. 
there are people out here still with Microsoft PowerPoint logos. So we you we were able you're able to dodge that bullet thanks to your man's out here, you know? Yeah. That's why I appreciate a man for his blunt and honesty because it was trash. <laughs> well, we're, Everybody's we're, first we're, logo's trash. We're working yeah. on speaking of logos, we're actually working on uh Devor and I were speaking up, was it day before yesterday? Yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking about I don't know if Devor's you know informed you guys, but we're trying to get like I guess like a cartoon versions of ourselves made for like the logo. I think that's what you, the direction you wanted to go with it. So, so, so Rain and Raven, like let me get your take on Ah, yeah. Nah, not CC. Let me let me get Double R's take on this though, because this is how I wanted to do it. Because I wanted to kind of wanted to make it like a like a, a animated strip. So you got okay. me sitting in the middle. I guess I'm gonna be flexing or something like that. And then Banks is gonna be not me, not Shake gonna be sitting in the right. He's gonna be sitting at his table with his with his little bottle of wine and and talking while he's doing it. And Havoc, he's got his uh I guess he's gonna be sitting in the corner with his arms crossed like this with his gray shirt on. And then Banks, <laughs> I haven't I haven't decided what I wanted Banks to be doing. And hopefully it's counting money or on the phone. Actually, you know what? Counting money. How about that? Making it how about a money phone. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have together. we're gonna have something like that as far as it making it rain. I thought I should run this by you, Double R, because yep. everything that you tell me to do, I do. <laughs> well, if that's something you want to set up, um, I can definitely hook you up with the right people for that. So, oh, appreciate that, man. I thought you did all this by yourself. No, no, man, money talks. Right, <laughs> it, it sure does. But we we, we ready. We, we ready. If it talks, we ready. There you go. All right, so with that being said, I'm so glad Banks showed up when he showed up because I was trying to save this topic for Banks to show up. Double R, yes, you're sir. a Baltimore Ravens fan. Oh, here we go. Diehard Baltimore <laughs> Ravens fan. As far as the Baltimore Ravens. Why aren't you a Ravens fan, DeVore? You from there. <laughs> I just, I like, I, I could have sworn I told the origin story, but I'm going to write it like, <laughs> this, is double R, this, double, this double R stream here. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to say five, 15 seconds. I watched the Ace Ventura movie and that was one of my favorite movies. That's how I became a, a Dolphins fan. But okay. speaking of, since we on the origin stories, go ahead and my tell Ray the guys. Fiegel? Oh, Ace, I mean, uh, Jim Carrick was the guy back then and just. Right, Ray but that Finkel's movie a character. was about Ray Finkel. Remember, he missed the right, fight. Right, 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 right. I have a quick question. How did you become a Jets fan? <laughs> all right, all right. Please tell the guys how you became a Baltimore Raven fan. All right, so I get this question a lot because much like Great One DeVore, I don't support the team I uh, am local to. Um, I recently moved to Las Vegas three years ago. Prior to that, my whole life I've been in Chicago. So the way it started was um, shortly after the Ravens' first Super Bowl. Uh, I was I was not a fan during that time, um, and I did not spectate the first Super Bowl that the Ravens won. So shortly after the first Ravens Super Bowl, um, you know it was after school, and I'm hanging out. Or sorry, it was after Sunday school, and I'm hanging out with uh, a couple of my buddies, and we're watching the Bears, and I believe it's the. Bucks, I'm pretty sure. The Bears were playing somebody, and they were getting blown out. And much like networks do, they're like, hey, you know, let's let's take you on over to New York. And, you know, <laughs> like they, they got – in other words, they got a better game that's played right now. You know, this is a blowout. It's, it's third quarter. Bears are down like 40 points. So 
Let's see what's going on in Baltimore. <laughs> Let's take you on down to Baltimore and see what's going on there. Well, this had to have been when the when the Ravens were a pretty bad team. This is probably maybe is this pre this is pre Ray this Lewis Ed Reed era or is this no is during? Well, Ray Lewis was ninety six. He he was right. there, you know, when the team started. No, we're talking uh, the year after their Super Bowl, their first Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, so they switched it on over, and to be honest, I don't even remember who the Ravens were playing. It was that long ago. But I remember um, watching number 75 on the offensive line, Jonathan Ogden. Uh, and I'm like, man, this dude's a beast. And I'm watching him, and like all the other offensive linemen are letting people pass him. This guy's like, you get one, you get one. He's like, you know, like he's, he's, uh, he's a beast. And I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I might need to uh, – I might need to start following this team in addition to the Bears, mm. you know, because Chicago is mm. all about pizza, hot dogs, and da Bears. Da Bears, and, of course. And so, um, you know, I still got those buddies I talk with, but uh, every, every, you know, I kept watching the Ravens after that every week in addition to the to the Bears, but I kind of got away from the Bears because they sucked. But, um, you know, I started watching guys like Jonathan Ogden. I saw Ray Lewis. I saw at the time we had a beast cornerback, Chris McAllister. That Chris McAllister, yeah. A lot of people don't talk about anymore. Right. Um, you know, Was Deion Samari Sanders. Roll? Samari Roll, yeah. Deion yeah. Sanders at one point came and joined us. He played safety. Got, yeah, Terrell Suggs. And it's like every year, like, this team got better and better. Um, Jamie Sharper. Sharper. Yep, mm -hmm. yep, yep. And so you know, it's a team I, I've grown to love. Every year they have improved so much. Um, granted, there's some days, some years I'd like to forget, like the whole Kyle, Kyle uh, Bowler and Anthony Wright years. I, I'd like oh. to forget about those. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, we even brought Steve McNair at one point, and he did nothing for us. Uh, rest in peace, Steve McNair. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how it started. It, it, to be honest with you, it started because the Bears were getting blown out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chicago. And to our Chicago listeners, we apologize. If you're a Chicago Bears fan, wait, wasn't Matt Nagy here one time in the episode? Did he just pop his, popped in one day? Oh, yeah, we had we had Matt Nagy in the comment section saying we're going to lose. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Are you kidding? I, I, I yes. have not. Hey, I his name was Matt Nagy. We pulled it up. We thought it was a real Matt Nagy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Although wow. I, I, I will say this is maybe the first story I've heard of, of a fandom of a team starting with with O line play. Usually, yeah. you know, especially uh, Dolphins fans. Usually, it's it's everyone's origin story that the team is either you're from South Florida or you saw Dan Marino play, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. I ain't heard too many. I saw Jonathan Ogden. Uh, smashing people around. I mean, he just looked like uh, what's that fictional character name from Harry Potter? The, the big dude with the uh, long Man, hair. I've never seen or read any Harry Harry Potter. Okay, well, he looks like that dude, like a mythical. Okay. You're talking about Hagrid. Hagrid, yeah. You see, this dude's like Hagrid IRL. Like that's what <laughs> that, that's that's what Jonathan Ogden was to me. He was massive, man. He was a big guy. Yeah. Like, wasn't he like yeah. six, seven, six, something like that? Why do you need a little... Yeah, he's huge. Just so... All I know is I saw him on the football field. He looked bigger than all the other football players. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's that's enough said. All right. So... But surprisingly, I mean, we we didn't get any information about uh, Ozzie Newsom, man. 
credit to him, man. He, you know, he he's the reason why Baltimore you know, than the Ravens for the most yeah. part. I, um, he's been there a long time. Everything he's I, contributed. You know, I think he's going to go down as I don't know if they have awards for this, but he's going to go down as one of the best offense or uh, front office staff members of, of all time. Yeah. I don't care what yeah. sport you're talking about. Like everybody respects Ozzie Newsom. Yeah, he's one of the rare people. He was a Hall of Fame player, and then established another career as a Hall of Fame executive. Very. Yep. I think the only two people I could think about that. I don't even I don't, I don't know if you can maybe put that in Elway, even though he has a, he has a Super Bowl, but they're the kind of the two two dudes that come to mind. But I would even give the nod to, to Ozzie Newsome due to two Super Bowls and even longer than my run than uh, John right. Elway had with the with the Broncos. Oh, I was gonna ask. Um, fast forward to the Baltimore Ravens, twenty twenty. What did you think of the Baltimore Ravens season? I will say um, there is a lot of parity in the NFL. Um, we didn't start – the Steelers started out great, right? 11-0, but they didn't end well. We didn't start – the Ravens didn't start off too well, but we. I will say it kind of ended better. Um, um, it's kind of unfortunate, though, to see how it ended, you know, but it was nice to kind of finally crush the narrative of Lamar Jackson can't win a playoff game. Well, he won a playoff game, you know, but now the narrative is Lamar Jackson can't win two playoff games. You yeah, know what I mean? Keep, keep moving that goalpost. <laughs> keep, you know, it's, it's always and, something. man. It's always something. And um, now Banks, you and I are going to disagree here in a minute. So I'm glad you keep in that same energy, but listen, um, it, <laughs> it's uh I knew that game was not going to go well. I'm, talk, I'm referring to the Ravens and Bills game. I knew it wasn't going to go well because we saw the arguably the greatest kicker of all time. First kick, hits the right upright. Left kick, hits the left right upright. It's like I knew. I knew it wasn't going to go well. Um, Lamar Jackson put together probably one of the best drives I've seen him put together, playoffs or not, and it ended in a 102-yard pick six. That hurt. Mm-hmm. That hurt. Um, That's crushing. You know, a lot of people say, you know, oh, you can't, you can't put that on Lamar Jackson. Um, you're right. You can't put that loss completely on Lamar Jackson because I'm of the belief that it's eleven on eleven. You cannot blame any one particular person for a loss. Um, granted, exactly. there's exceptions to that rule when you're a kicker and you're put in a situation to put up a game-winning kick a field goal, and miss it. Then I guess it does fall on you. Shout out to Cody Parkey. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a team effort. We, we, uh, we didn't lose that game. We just got outplayed, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'd agree got, with that. We got outplayed. So my, 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 my next question is going to be, as far as – Moving forward with Lamar Jackson, what do you think that the Baltimore Ravens need to do to get you guys over the hump? Because you guys are literally Super Bowl favorites since shoot, since his rookie year, to be honest with you. Y'all are the most complete team defensively and offensively. 
Like, what do you guys need to put in place for you guys to make it over the hunt to the Super Bowl? And that's funny you say that because it seems like we're seeing it's the same song and dance every year. It's mm-hmm. because you're absolutely right. We do surround ourselves with talent, you know, offensively, defensively, special teams. We're the best. You know, we just saw Morgan Cox or long snapper retire, unfortunately, but um, we got the best kicker. You know, we've got a really solid defense um, with a really good next man up mentality. There's not a lot of defenses out there that have a good next man up. Like there's the starters and then there's a big drop off to like second string and third. Like, so there's that. But also I think what makes us really unique and it's, it's not an easy question to answer is because of how different the Ravens are compared to every other team. Literally, our whole offense is designed around one man, and that's Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? You cannot take a Nick Foles and put him behind center and expect him to do the things that Lamar Jackson's doing right now. <clears throat> now, granted, Nick Foles might be a better pure passer than Lamar Jackson. I'll, put, I'll, give, you, I'll give you that. You know, but um, see, I, I knew I offended Banks because he left. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was only it was only a matter of time till he left. But um, um, so it's an offense that's based around Lamar Jackson. You know, mm-hmm. um, I like to put it with the analogy like Shaquille O'Neal. His cars. I don't know if you know this, but. He never he, he can't do anything with his cars once he's done with them. Because they are tailored to him. The right. seats are moved way back, the pedals are moved way forward just so he can fit in the thing. It's custom. <laughs> and that's what Lamar Jackson is. He is a custom ride for our team, and nobody else can jump in and do what he's doing. Good or bad. You might say, Oh, I don't I don't like my quarterback running uh 15, 20 times per game. Well, that's that's our identity right now, and that's kind of what we've decided that we're going to do is we're going to be a run-first um, type team. And passing is kind of second nature. And um, it's kind of unfortunate to see. I'd like to see Lamar Jackson pass more because I, I think he is he is a better passer than people give him credit for. So but you got to right. give him something to throw to, though. That, that's oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Where we disagree at now. Go ahead. Actually, you Martin. you would be. Um, asking, you think Lamar Jackson would have benefited from a, a receiver like Diggs or D Hop, just like like um, uh, Josh Allen did because of their catch radiuses? So ask his inaccuracy. Yeah. So let me say first, and this answers kind of both your questions is. I do not believe that Marquise Brown is a number one receiver. However you feel about that, I don't think that he's, mm-hmm. he's a number one guy. He's not. He's a, he's a great you know, deep threat. He's, he's a great deep threat, and I, I like everything about Brown. But Hollywood is not a number one guy. We need to get Lamar Jackson a number one guy. Um, you think about what he's got out there. I mean, you're talking about Willie Sneed, someone who's been around with uh, Drew Brees for a while now. Um, he's still good, but like, he's not really that guy that's going to demand like double coverage. You know, he's a two uh, or three at best. He's a two or three at best. Yeah. You know, Mark Marquise yeah. Brown. I think he's a solid two. Um, yeah, it's very solid I, two. I, I very solid Marquise two. Yeah, I, 
I think I think yeah. especially I think yeah I think you gotta give. And I'm not saying you have to have a whole stable of Pro Bowl, you know, wide receivers, but you gotta give them one guy. Right. Well, like Hollywood right. Brown, on most teams, you just tell him to be a deep threat, he will do his job. But if there's there's a reason why, you know, Buffalo made that move for Diggs because there's they said, look, we're not gonna have a murderous row of wide receivers here. We're we're gonna give you one guy. That you can lean on when yep. times get tough, and I don't. I don't think Lamar's had that, and I know they try to, you know, try to shine up some guys and try and make them make them look like they are. But there's there, there's there's no number one guy there in Baltimore, and until they get him one, they're not gonna be able to unlock their true their their true potential. I would say. Yeah, and that's that's right, a great point. Remember Lamar Jackson. What's up? If if I could just chime in there, really. Quit. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson has some some good weapons at the receiving core position when he was at University of Louisville. Uh, so, I, I I think we're yet to see him see him, you know, become a, the the quarterback that he needs to be. Um, and it, it is kind of difficult to just have your primary receiving threat be a tight end. Tight ends don't necessarily uh, dominate games unless you have those. Uh, those guys oh. like Kittle. Yeah. Where'd he go? Damn. <laughs> See, that was that, that that was Travis Kelsey pulling his internet correct connection because he, he didn't name him first. <laughs> He's like, Kittle, yank. <laughs> yeah, there's only, I mean, there's only, look, Kittle, Kittle is like, Kittle is like the new era Gronk. Right, like even if he's not catching passes, he's he's giving you that extra blocker. That's that's basically a just an extra O lineman on the field. But in terms of game breaking, there's only to me there's only Kelsey, sometimes Kittle, it's either Kelsey or Waller, I would say. But Andrews yeah. is, is incredibly consistent. Darren Waller has made an incredible transformation. Oof. You know, seeing what he did with the Ravens, you know, not doing much with the Ravens and come, being a beast for the Raiders, it's insane. He, yeah, he went from a dude to an all pro in a season. Yep. It's very rare. And I like, and every time I look at the Ravens roster, I'm just saying from just, at least from Miami fans' perspective, every time I look at the Ravens roster, I'm like, yo, they look good every year. Yeah. But, they're they're kind of an example of one of those teams that when you say you're a piece away, they're legitimately a piece away. Like I know, like I know. we're in a like the Dolphins are in a place right now where we're rebuilding, like from the ground up basically. And although there are people out here who want to throw away all of our assets for one player, you know we still need to build comprehensively a whole team. Because right. one thing we've seen in the playoffs, you need a whole team to win these games. You can't mm-hmm. just the whole put a the put put a one player put the team on your back that works in the regular season. That's a regular season strategy. Yeah. When it comes to the playoffs, you need a whole team. Because it's make or break. One hundred percent. You know. Shout out to Chad Henney, by the way. I never seen a white guy run that fast. Um, <laughs> I I said that, so I saw Daniel Jones out running cornerbacks. I was like, what in the world is happening here? And then he tripped over his feet. I was like, ah, oh, there he goes. <laughs> there he goes, yeah. <laughs> All right, so so Devon got a question in the chat um, as far as Lamar Jackson is concerned. Do you think he deserves a max contract? 
I would say Whew. that's that's a really tough one. He won that MVP, so he put you in a hard position. Oh no, yeah. no, no, you can't back down now. You either you are you invested in Lamar Jackson to be in the future of the Baltimore Ravens for the next ten years. I think I think we have to be because, like I said, this is a team that we're slowly designing towards him, at least offensively. You know, as a team that's being designed for the way he runs an offense. So yeah, um, I think he's our guy. Um, about the max contract, I'm not sure. I'm sure he'll be chasing that bag here soon. Mm-hmm. But we, we talking about at well, how many years you got left? About two, maybe. On one? his contract, I think it's, I think it's two years they left. Extend, on the, they could, they could extend. Yeah, they yeah and especially considering the style of quarterback he is, he's going to look for that extension sooner rather than later. Yeah. Because I, I bet you his, his agent got that. That Dak Pratt, that Dak Prescott footage rolling twenty four seven, talking about you. You need you need to get your money now. None of this, uh, you know. I'm gonna try and, uh, you know, reason with the owner. Yeah. You know, it's either I think, especially it, you know, especially when you look at the NBA, and you look at how the players have essentially taken control of the league away from the general managers, and yep. they've decided who they want to play for. And I think the play, uh, the players, particularly look at Deshaun Watson. He's trying to, you know, work that leverage right now. So, at a certain point, you just have to say, "This is our guy," and if we're gonna make a run, we're gonna have to make a run with him, mm-hmm. or you gotta move him. Now, uh, justifying moving him when uh, you don't really have a backup plan—that's gonna be a hard sell. That's this is a true. Really hard sell. This is really true because we we really don't have we. Ha- I mean, we have RG three, <laughs> you know, and then we have Huntley. <laughs> so it's like we have three of like the same prototype quarterback. You know, <laughs> extremely talented. It's like uh, past, present, and future. Lamar Jackson, present. RG three is Lamar Jackson. Yep. Yep. Future. Exactly. Exactly. So. um I don't know about giving a max contract, but I think he'll definitely be the mainstay of this team for uh, the years to come. Do you think? Do you think you can pay him? Because right now Mahomes sets the market in terms of contracts for quarterbacks. Of course, rightfully so. Absolutely. Does Does Lamar looking for a number like that? Um, I was kind of hoping Bakes would be here for this part, but uh, it's probably better that he's not. <laughs> I don't put Lamar all respect to how he plays and everything and the MVP and stuff. I don't put him anywhere in the same realm as um, Patrick Mahomes. In fact, right now I'd probably take ten, nine or 10 quarterbacks before I take Lamar. Mm. I know that had to sting. Mm. The only regret I have is Banks is not here right now. Mm. <laughs> mm, man. <laughs> I, it, 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 it it sounds like and and this is you know this is 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 can be an unenviable unenviable position to be in as a franchise when you have to uh really double down on a guy who's not really the guy but yeah. if you put the pieces around him he can be the guy right uh aka Ryan Tannehill I like Ryan Tannehill but it is what it is 
uh, man, this 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 even more secure as a fact. Y'all got to get him a wide receiver. Yeah, y'all, you got to do a little more that, that's there what I'm to saying. help him out. We need to see. We haven't really seen him perform with a number like a true number one. Get him the true number one, and then let's take the temperature reading again and be like, all right, we gave him every tool he needs to succeed. Mm-hmm. Where where do we stand with Lamar? You know. The one thing I like about uh, a thing I like about Lamar getting a true number one is uh, the same advantage that um, Tannehill has for having Derrick Henry is that when you have uh, good receivers, um, you gotta un- if you if you pack the box with Ravens and he has has a good receiving core, he could he it's gonna be easier for him to throw the ball because he's not gonna have he's gonna have one on one coverage yep. a lot. So uh, you're exactly right. Box, and if you unpack the box, it's going to give him room to run. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Because the defense really has no incentive for uh, a dropping back or doubling guys when you know they're not going to pass the ball. You know, if they're going to, yeah. like you said, they're going to they're going to stack the box. It's either going to be a quarterback run, or it's going to be a handoff, or it's going to be an option play. One of those three things. You know, granted, you probably have sprinkled passes in there, but. Um, but yeah. As a matter of fact, um, I heard him uh, say in one of his press conferences that the defense were uh, um, calling his plays at the line of scrimmage. I didn't hear that. I, did, I, I didn't mean, hear that. To be honest, I wouldn't I'll, be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, but I didn't hear that. Yeah. I'll, I'll put. I'll, I'll send it. I'll send the link to Great Wonder Boy. I'll, I'll find it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, at, at a, I think at a, at a certain point. You know, this is one of these things where you have, if you're going to, I mean, if you want to give him the contract, you know, it's not like a Philadelphia thing where uh, they gave him the contract and the team is still doing good, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's not really working out. Like, it's not working out at Philadelphia at all. Everyone got fired. And they're looking to move a dude who just signed a massive contract extension to yep. incredibly serious cap. Uh, detriment. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's one of these things. If you identify him as a guy, one, don't try, don't get raked over the coals on the price. I mean, I feel like the league at some point figure out figures out all running quarterbacks. Uh, even look at Mike Vick. You know, as he kind of grew into his career, he leaned on he leaned on his arm. More at the later, like after he got back and he leaned on his arm more than anything else. He just used the run as a threat, but he leaned on his arm more. And you saw what happened when you give you give Vika, uh, Michael Vick a, a do like Deshaun Jackson. You, you you saw what happened there. Like that was an amazing uh, pairing. Yep. So for me, as, as long as the Ravens don't give him a true number one option, you're really shortchanging his potential. Absolutely. I did want to uh, go ahead and let Cap have this question uh, because I feel like it's a very, very interesting one because I do seem to see some uh, com- comparison between Chris Greer and Ozzie Newsom. But I'm going to go ahead and read read his question that's up okay. on the screen right now for the people that's probably going to listen to this a little okay. later on our streaming services. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Ravens dude. He, his, his name is Rainer Ravens, uh, Cap, by the way. <laughs> What's your thoughts about Ozzie Newsome and what he's done for your franchise? Do you feel Chris Greer is in the same atmosphere, stratosphere as him? 
which that should have been a question mark. Uh, your thoughts, Raven Dude. Um, okay, so <laughs> I I can't say much about Chris Greer, uh, your GM. Um, however, I think it's very admirable that despite everything else that's going on, people have been like, you know, Team Tannehill for for so long, and then they go from ta- Team Tannehill to Team Fitzmagic. And it's like everybody is behind Fitzmagic, but then he's like, I'm going to get us another quarterback, right? And he got you Tua, which I I don't really care for him, but, you know, if you like him, that's if he's your cup of tea, that's cool. Um, but as far as what Ozzie Newsome has meant for the Ravens, really he he could be credited for every single success that we've had. Um, now there's been a couple of bad guys in there. Like, you know, I've been very unspoken about Matt Elam and why we even drafted him in the first place. <laughs> you know, that was an Aussie Newsome move, you know, but you can't win them all. You can't win them all. And, um, um, I think Aussie Newsome is really as great of a football player as he was. He was that plus tenfold what he's been as a general manager in, you know, and everything he's contributed to the Ravens. So the time he puts in studying these uh, and scouting players, uh, he knows exactly what's going to fit. You know, there's a saying in our locker room, play like a Raven. This guy watches film and conducts interviews and he knows who's going to be the guy, that guy that comes in and is going to positively impact our, our ball club. Hmm. So he's he's a creative genius. You know, I don't think I've seen that kind of success from any team in a league where guy jumps in, gets gets drafted by our team or is brought in and is an immediate impact. So shout out to Ozzy for that. How long has he been with the Ravens? That was 20 over twenty five years. Over twenty five years now. Chris Chris has only been with I mean, as far as a special title. Uh, calling the shots, you could say only two years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, well, yeah. Newsom is a, a certified legend at this point. Like he, he, he could quit right now. He's going to the Hall of Fame because yeah. I believe he's uh, already get, there as a player. Well, as a player, but can can you get reelected for the Hall of Fame? You go wait, He's gonna have a bust dirt? with him with his uniform on and have a bust <laughs> with his with his shirt and tie on. You got to do something for him being as far as being an executive for the organization because it can't go unnoticed. Like, I think Jerry Jones, he got in as far as being a GM too, didn't he? I believe so, yeah. As an owner, he got in as an owner. No, as there's owner. no way he's in there as a GM. Why as not? An as an owner. <laughs> oh, as an owner. But I feel like Jerry yeah. Jones has done an excellent job with the Dallas Listen, Cowboys as far as he, bringing in talent. He is a Hall of Fame he is Hall of Fame at maximizing the profits of the Dallas Cowboys franchise. Now, is he a Hall of Fame GM? No, he's not. Because the Super Bowls that he does have, he gave the keys to Jimmy Johnson. And he said, go get go get go get you know, go get the presents, go get the tools. And Jimmy Johnson did that. He just paid for it. Which is all he had to do. And right. he keeps consistently, his franchise is consistently the most profitable franchise. In the NFL, whether they are good or bad, and check it out. And that he, is, that, he did that again with Bill, Par- Bill Parcells, uh, turned the team around again. And as mm-hmm. soon as it got to winning, he took it. He took it away from Bill Parcells. Like, it's my team now. And then, I mean, pattern 
the pattern is starting to show itself. You know, <laughs> at some point, Jerry's going to take his team back. But, I mean, that, look, he's, Jerry's he's a not going to go anywhere. Bank. He's a Hall of Famer at the bank. So, yeah, and Jerry, Jerry Jones is not going to go anywhere. He's until he dies, pretty much. That's his team. You know, yeah. I feel like he's grooming his son, Stephen Jones, into that role, though, because I, I believe he's he's taken he's taken over as far as the GM role um, and not having that much say so. And I felt like Stephen has done an excellent job as far as going in the draft, drafting players, because they've been hitting on the draft picks over mm-hmm. the past yeah, several they, years. Uh, ever since Stephen uh, took over, they haven't been signing these old veterans like they normally have. You know what I mean? That is that is, that yeah. is true. But I will say the Dallas Cowboys are regularly and salary cap purgatory <laughs> like they are regularly just signing dudes when no rhyme i mean you give a running back a long-term deal before you give the quarterback the long-term deal and mm-hmm. this league and meanwhile i don't know if you've noticed about Zeke, his production has actually been going steadily downwards since his rookie season when he came on the scene is so, he, ezekiel elliott yeah zeke yeah so at, at, at a certain point, the Cowboys have a pattern, too, where they, they do draft a lot of young dudes. They give them huge contracts, and what happens when they get them big contracts? Yep. They, I mean, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence is probably one of the best examples of it. You give him, I mean, you give them all the money in the world, because I think that's part of Jerry Jones' thing is he hypes up players in his mind. Mm-hmm. So if he has a dude that— They, they look great on paper. Yeah, like you gotta do that. He's a legitimate pro bowler. Jerry Jones will be like, I got a, I got a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Let's pay him that top end money. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. They're gonna have. I mean, they basically wasted. No, I wouldn't say. Yeah, they basically wasted a year this year. Uh so we'll see. We'll see with them, man. But one thing that, that drove me crazy about Jerry Jones, though, was the fact that Jason Garrett was trying to set a tone in his locker room. Like, oh, my god! And when, and, and when a, a star player would get out of line and Jason Garrett would try to discipline him by doing something, he would go to Jerry Jones and Jerry Jones would override what he was uh, – so they didn't have to listen to the coach. Mm. Yep. It's like, and Jason, why, and why, you know, why have him there if you're going to do that to him? And, and the problem is Jason Garrett was fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Garrett was like, listen to the boss. So well, that's how he kept his job that long. We're seeing a similar dynamic happen with Pittsburgh, though. Uh, none of the players, uh, they respect Tomlin, but they're not going to take orders from him. Oh, <laughs> I got a perfect question for you. I got a perfect question for you. <laughs> Do you think Mike Tomlin is a Hall of Famer? Here we go. No. How are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My words. I mean, what does a guy have to do to get into the Hall of Fame nowadays? If John Madden could go in there, so can he. John, hey, John Madden deserves to be in the Hall based on the video game alone. His name needs to be on the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it should be the Hall of John Madden. That's what it should be. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, abs- I 100% disagree. Uh, <laughs> that's, I, 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 I feel if you can go, uh, well, how long has he been in charge? 15 years now, something like About that. About 15 years, yeah. I feel like if you can go 15 years without ever having a losing season, and you have a Super Bowl on the resume, 
I mean, you you could you could you could you could pack it in at that point. I mean, yeah, fifteen years and one Super Bowl. I mean, okay, you're one for fifteen. That's not, that's not bad. And we got coaches out here with professional <laughs> careers that have gone zero for forty five. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. All right, so that that transitions to my next question because I know Cap is his his question is a little bit similar to mine. But as far as looking at the AFC North right now, you guys have became a lot more competitive. Uh, opposed to recent years so which team in the AFC North right now probably you think is intimidates you guys as the Baltimore Ravens the most 100% it's the Cleveland Browns 100% because because even even in the years where the Browns have sucked and they've only like finished the year with one or two wins every time we matched up with them throw out the playbook throw out the stat sheet because we're gonna get a dogfight Every time, every time, it's no matter how bad this Browns team is, they always give us a, a run for our money. Um, and it's especially evident this year. I mean, they're they actually have a playoff team, you know, they're one game away from you know potentially going to the championship game to go mm-hmm. play in the Super Bowl. So, uh, 100%, I think it's the Cleveland Browns right now, they're the primary threat. Um, I'm not worried about the Cincinnati Bengals. They've they've got quite some work to do. They're in rebuilding <laughs> mode. Yes. I'm not worried about them. Uh, Pittsburgh. I'd, I'd say right now, um, if if we're going to rank that division, it's Ravens one, Cleveland two, Pittsburgh three, and uh, Bengals four. So, um, in order of threat. So that's that's what I, the way I see it. It's starting, really? it's, start, it's starting to look like the Cincinnati Bengals are starting to look starting starting to look a whole lot like the like the Detroit Lions, man. Yeah, they, it's it's like it's like the rebuild that never ends. I'm sorry, what did you say, money? You know the Steelers swept you out last year. No. Huh? Yeah, you guys can hear me. Yeah. This this season. There we go. All right, so you got about, mm, I'm pretty sure, 15 minutes left. I know you got to get out of here and stream. Uh, I did what I wanted to. I wanted to transition this over to uh, the streaming atmosphere uh, because you started off on YouTube. What has been, I guess, the transition from YouTube to to Twitch? What has been the biggest issue? So, I mean, it's all about marketing yourself towards like what people expect part of the reason why uh, I grew so quickly on uh, YouTube. Uh, you know, I went from 2000 subs to 15,000 subs in one year. Um, one th- thing that played into that a lot was I was doing a lot of post game commentaries. And for those of you guys who are watching or you don't know what that is, it's, Hey, the Ravens just got played, you know, playing whatever team I'm going to jump online and record a video and talk about how how the game went. Um, while that did contribute a lot to the growth on my channel, um, I quickly realized it wasn't something I was wanting to do going forward because I found myself not – it started off nice, but I wasn't happy with it because um, I'd be out watching the game with my bros, and it's like, hey, I know it's only third quarter, but I got to get going. I got to be home in time mm. to record this vid – and get it out before anyone else. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it honestly, like, 
it, for me, uh, that the more and more I step back and look at it, it's so cringy to me because it's like I'd be sitting there talking into a microphone to nobody and just uploading this video, not a live video, but like uploading a, a video after I finish editing it, you know, and it's like I didn't really enjoy the game. So I have a mentality unless I'm getting paid to do it like work or something. If it's a, if it feels like a chore, I don't do it, you know? Right. Uh, and honestly recording those videos week in, week out, um, it started feeling like a chore and I wasn't able to enjoy the sit back and enjoy the game like I wanted to. So I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, y'all can have this, you know, I'm, I'm going to do something else. So, um, I'm like, I got an idea. I'm going to start like streaming my games, like video games. And that's when I found out that, uh, I'm a lot better Madden player than you are. Great one of war. And, um, well, I remember those and, battles. And- and wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Everybody here is better than DeVore. Before, before you continue, before you continue, Banks, you have no right to say anything. Bro, I can tell I'm, you, I'll play, I'll, I'll play you with Madden when I feel like it, bro. Whenever I feel like I can play you, I will beat you bro, every time. You are sub 500 with me right now. Are you serious? Now I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to Raider Ravens now. Now, as far as we are Raider Ravens go, we, I, I believe we are neck and neck right now, but I think I won the last two matchups if I'm not mistaken. No, he's up on you, bro. So I remember once he, you guys play like four times in a day and I think he smacked well, me. Well, 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 well that was, great, that was great. probably yeah, bad as a To be honest, Great One DeVore does have my number as of late, um, but he's the type to, See, my thing is, I was grown. I was raised with some level of respect for others. So when I when I when I when I win a game or lose a game, I'd be like, "Hey, you want to run it back?" Great one, Devore will change his number. <laughs> He'll just go dark right after he wins the game. You can't get a contact on him anymore. He's gone. <laughs> oh man, you the you the ghost gamer, ain't you? You the dude that. You could do that'll lose a couple games. You win one, you'd be like, all right, guys, I'm gonna see y'all later, man. I gotta go. <laughs> you that gamer, but, huh? Hey, I got, but I got, I got, I got one particular question that, uh, because uh, up until this point, and you know, just the kind of, and I know we, we, we got you for a little while longer, but I just have to ask this question because the build up to this podcast to this day was actually pretty real, especially for myself, because mm-hmm. the whole plan of this podcast thing came about when you know. We were just being Xbox parties back in the day, and it was just like, man, we do a lot of, you know, debating between this person and that person. Why I feel like somebody should be, you know. So I came to Devore with this, with this idea, with the podcast, and and here we are today. Um, yeah. Thankfully, uh, like I said, with God's grace, I've had two other uh, very very impactful individuals in shape and Havoc join the ride. These guys have been a big blessing to the mm-hmm. podcast. I tell DeVore all the time, I appreciate how much work that he puts in behind the scenes. So just in case anybody is watching this podcast right now and they have uh, just a little inklings of like, you know, uh, they want to get out there and they want to become a streamer or they want to become a content creator. Yeah. Speaking from someone for yourself, you have over you know 15,000 subscribers on YouTube mm-hmm. and, your, and your base is growing on Twitch. Just what is something that you can recommend them? For those people who are inspiring to, you know, get to that level of success, number one is um, always be yourself because people are following you because of you. Um, I could sit here and play any video game I want, 
People aren't coming up for the gaming necessarily. They're coming to interact with me. So um, that's the first thing. And number two, do not try to copy anybody. Be your be your own person. Be your own designer. Be your own creator. Because what if you're going to copy someone's content? What's stopping them to go straight from the source and like why why get a, mm-hmm. a, like a carbon copy of them when they can? just go to them you know what i mean so be your own person you know don't be don't be afraid to take chances on doing the unpopular thing because you never know that might be the thing that that causes you to blow up you know so stay true to yourself be yourself and um be genuine be genuine in how you handle yourself because there's going to be a lot of moments where you're going to be caught off stream and you know, for those people who know me personally and come to my streams, they know that I'm the same persona online and offline. It's the same. You know, I don't put on an act or anything. So um, I think part of that, too, that plays into that is because streaming isn't my job. I've, 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 I'm, I have a career in law enforcement, and it's like it's gaming to me is something I was going to do anyway, right? I just happened to put it on stream. I'm like, hey, if I'm going to sit back and play video games for a couple hours, it's going to happen anyway. Let me just stream it. So hmm. it's it's a nice time to just be able to hang out with people too, you know. Right. And it kind of normalizes you in a way too because as one of the one of the things that I just took away from what you just said is I I had no idea that you were you were even in, in law enforcement. I do see the uh the flag in the back with the mm-hmm. uh with respect to the to the you know the black and the blue mm-hmm. and things like that. I have a lot of buddies and my very very close friends of mine that are uh, are in law enforcement. I once considered a uh, long time ago, you know, the, a career in law enforcement, never got around to it. So it kind of normalizes you in a way because sometimes people, as you know, being in law enforcement, people have these types of perceptions that, oh yeah, you know, with respect, you know, they, they think that, you know, you guys are uptight and, you know, you know you're not, yeah. you know, you know, you, you never been through nothing. And to a certain extent, I, I don't blame them because um, what they see is what's on the news, right? Right. That's, you know they they won't show me doing something nice for somebody that don't that's not that doesn't generate clicks on news channels right you know um which honestly at the same time too there's a reason why uh and this is totally getting away from sports but i have to address what you said there's a reason why like when things happen not so great for police and it makes the news because that's news you know yeah. Mm-hmm. Less than one half of one percent of us are bad apples, and that's that's a pretty darn good, per, you know, that's better than you'll find in clergymen, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, but you know, like I said, going back to it, I just am my own person, whether I'm streaming here or I'm out on the streets doing things, you know, people people might see the badge, but they might they don't see the heart that's underneath it, you know what I mean? So, right. um you know, I, I try to be the same person online and offline. I, I feel, and I feel like people are um, people are flocking to that for that reason. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's 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 interesting point. I think I think particularly, like for example, if something happens out here out here just in the world in general. Mm-hmm. I feel more comfortable coming to someone like you rather than hear it from someone else because. I already know you to a certain extent. Yeah. I already have a, a, a gauge of, of who you are. Mm-hmm. So I know I can get a more a more textured perspective yes. on things, you know? I 100%. Think, 
kind of like that goes back to what you were saying about you know, being your own man. I think when you said, I, you know, this isn't my career. I just do this for fun. That's why you can be, um, you know, as natural as possible because I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. Breaking, uh, breaking news. Uh, the Texans are hiring uh, assistant uh, Ravens assistant David Curdy as a next head coach. Wow. I'm telling you, the Ravens are like a community college. You start here, you go anywhere. <laughs> you know, we could be anything here. In Baltimore. Could you could you, could you break resume? down? Could you break down a little bit about who this who this guy is, Raining Ravens? Um, I actually this don't. The first know. time I heard his name. I don't, I don't I don't know a heck of a lot about him. Those specific player groups, I'm not really I, – I know of them, but I don't know exactly what their day-to-day is like, so I can't tell you as much as I can tell you, like, for instance, like a Ozzie Newsome or a John Harbaugh, you know what I mean? Um, okay. Those player-specific groups, it's, it's really hard for me to tell anything about them, to be honest with you. Gotcha. Well, I think I'll be interested to hear if, if Deshaun Watson had any say – at least in the process of hiring this coach, because apparently he was highly upset when they uh, picked the GM outside of uh, kind of outside outside of his his scope or his purview. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see. We'll have to see how see yeah. how, this, how this lands with him. Yeah, wish him the best of luck. Like I said, Baltimore somewhere people start. You know, we saw it with Rex Ryan. He went off to coach mm-hmm. his own team. You know, uh, Marv Lewis, right? right. You know. I, good I, mean, point. I forgot about Marvin being on that coaching staff. There. Yeah, I mean, people start with the Ravens and they go anywhere. They they give them the uh, what we call the three to five year. So you spend three to five years in Baltimore doing whatever it is, you can literally go anywhere in the league and be a, a shoe in. And you know, you know? The, the most important thing there too that I think that I want to acknowledge personally about that franchise that's very very impressive. I know Havoc can probably uh, elaborate more on this too. Because uh, it's just you know it's one of the sensitive topics that that have it talks about with uh, this, the the black coaches in the league in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Ozzie Newsom, you know, being in charge of that, you know, he kind of was like the face. You know, yep. and it's, it's it's true diversity within that organization. Like it doesn't matter what your ethnicity is or your yep. preference of in sex or whatever the case may be, you're going to be given a shot. Um, and so here's another example of that. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. yeah, Baltimore is leading the way, man. They, they don't get a lot of credit. He, yeah. Apparently, yeah. he was a, a wide receiver. He was a wide receiver and quarterbacks coach mostly. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think well, he's kind of like he's kind of like the Baltimore Ravens' Dan Campbell. That makes that's sense. that's a fair comparison. It's a fair comparison. Okay. Well, I think I think Ozzie Newsom just set the standard in terms of just hiring the best possible people. And yeah. Usually, when you do that, diversity isn't too far away. Right. <laughs> when you when you just want the best, and well, yeah, if you I just mean, look at the track record of the organization, you can't tell me they're not out here hiring the best, of the best. Takes talent to find a an Ed Reed out there to find a a Trell Suggs or yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's that it takes talent. You gotta I gotta have an eye for it. You gotta have an eye for it. Yeah, you have to know if this individual is gonna be a good fit for your organization, for your football club. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, man. That's... And it's a, and it's one of these things where... 
it, it, it's even incredible even when you say he's still there yeah. <laughs> he's still i know like like ain't, there's no one snipping at his knee heels like the public consensus isn't like oh man oh he's getting a little old no like you know he's still here he's still he's still he's still probably as effective as any gm in the league is in year 25 so i tip my cat cap off to him man yeah yeah uh raven legend for life mm-hmm. i think he's established himself in that in that regard you got to get him a statue <laughs> we already got one of ray lewis maybe we can have one of him standing right next to him mm. <laughs> all right uh before we close this out rain and ravens super bowl yes, pick kansas city chiefs Tampa bay buccaneers which team you got he's a smart man i know it i am gonna go with the kansas city chiefs no, he's yep. not a smart man yeah um, <laughs> proved it i just i just uh there's so many reasons why i mean at the age of 24 years old, Patrick Mahomes is accomplished more in his life so far than a lot of quarterbacks or even players have done their entire career, you know, uh, in a short NFL life so far. Um, and I actually, I, I like his mindset, but not just because of him. I, I like that team. I like from top down. I mean, coach Andy Reid is a class guy, you know, mm-hmm. You know, they they asked him, you know, what he's looking forward to after his game, just to give you an idea of the kind of guy he is, right? They interviewed him after that game last week, and they're like, what are you looking forward to most about, you know, going to the Super Bowl again? He said, I'm not really worried about it right now. I just want a double cheeseburger. He said that, and I'm like <laughs> – The cheeseburger fanatic. I, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you know what? I, I like that. He's down to earth. At the same time – I'm going to be very upset if Antonio Brown gets another Super Bowl ring. Why, man? I, I don't like the guy. <laughs> and I don't, and I, don't like, I, don't, I don't like Tom Brady either. So I, I wish we knew that before we, before we got to the end. We're we going to have to have you stop by one day, maybe after the Super Bowl, and then have you explain the, the beef with Antonio Brown. I want to know more about that. <laughs> Any guys? Got, go ahead, Shane. Yeah. And, uh, as I, if I was a Baltimore fan, uh, would you like to see uh, Ray Lewis more involved, kind of like how Alonzo Mourning is with you? I think Ray Lewis would be an awesome mentor or coach, you know, the, uh, to impart the wisdom that he's got, you know. Uh, Shoot, I mean, I think I think he's a certified minister too. I mean, like yeah. at the very least, at the very least, like a crisis counselor, right? But at the same time, but he could he knows about defenses. Obviously, he could definitely coach linebackers. But I can see him coaching anything defensively, honestly. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a defensive mastermind. He really is. Also, you know, we talk about how. The success of the GM, Ozzie Newsom, it's also a, a matter of culture. Yep. Sometimes, I think sometimes it's just as, as an organization, you just want certain people in the building. And kind of like how you brought up Alonzo Mourning, Udonis Haslam with the Miami Heat. They're just some, they're just dudes you just want to keep around the building. Uh, but from my, from my understanding, Ray Lewis is around, so. He's around, but um, he's not really, doesn't. he's not an official member of staff. But yeah, he's he's around 
for sure. The only reason I would enjoy Ray Lewis in a, in a coaching position in Baltimore is if if Baltimore happens to lose a very de- sloppy defensive game and he comes out there like Mike Singletary and gives one of those epic rants. <laughs> Can't win with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Can't, need, do it. Can't, like do it. Can't, Can't do it. Can't. Can't do it. Yeah, that was that was that was a great rant. That was a great rant. I think about like it. He, the best part about that rant was he was Wait, talking about Vernon. He, he was talking about Vernon Davis the whole time. I know. <laughs> I was I like, can't him, do it. Can't it do it. It be better for him to go back to the locker room and for us to lose without him than to have him on the field and win with him. Can't do it. Can't do it. Won't want it. <laughs> yeah, man, he was out there like, you try and win with them. I tried. I just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, fellas. Um, final thoughts before we end up closing this out. Uh, as always, it's, it's great to come on here and talk it up. Appreciate our special just uh, special guest coming on. It's great talking to you this entire entire time. Likewise, and, uh, yeah. Look forward to doing it, doing it again. Likewise, yeah. I'd, I'd love to be back on here at some point whenever you guys invite me. Um, I'll continue to listen and plug your podcast on my streams and stuff and. Uh, and uh, I, I keep up the great work. I, I like everything that's going on here. Well, I appreciate that, man. That was know. that was part of the plan, man. When I when I was sitting there one day and I'm sitting thinking, I, I had no idea who the hell, excuse my language, but who shape and habit were who they were. I had no idea who these guys was, but I just remember DeVore calling me like, "Hey, there's two guys, you know." And I think I actually missed the first stream that they were part of. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came back the next week, and I could just hear habit talk. He sounds uh-huh. so educated, shape when he's talking. He has a voice, and then kind of find out he has a background in radio. So it's like, man, God, like I'm, I, you know, if I had to get spiritual for a second, it's like everything, bro. Yeah, everything happens for a reason, man. Like That's it, right, who he does. The pieces always fall and play where they need to. Absolutely. You know? And I think uh, great one, Devor is like the Ozzy Newsome of this podcast, if you will, kind of Absolutely. assembling you guys. You know, and uh, it, it's working. Obviously, hey, you know, yeah. I'm not. I'm not the boss. Banks is the boss. I just pay for everything, <laughs> everything, make everybody look good. That's all I do. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> that piano you got in the back, man. Right? You see my fridge? You see what I'm living in right now? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a piano. <laughs> he's, more, he's, more, he's, he's more like the Mike Tannenbaum of the podcast. You know. <laughs> Just if, leaving if, Ryan Tannehill a little too much. I told him living in luxury. I told him that if this show ends up getting picked up by a network or whomever or whatever happens, this show runs into major success. Whatever. I already told him he's already living luxury, so we're going to have to take out a percentage of his cut, and I'm going to have to put it into the other guy's hand. I'm going to have to find out a way to to, to funnel the money because he's already living. He don't need this. He don't need this job. He I mean, really doesn't. Yep. And the great thing is, too, once COVID (laughs) is over and you guys are all able to meet up and stuff and have a meal and you guys, you can order whatever you want. And the waitress comes by with the check. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll take that. Here you go. Great one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can't eat with DeVore. He's a he's a super picky eater. I I did it once. Never. Really? Oh, bro. He came to Miami once. Oh, my gosh. It was like going out <laughs> with a woman, man. Oh boy! Because I don't want this. I don't want that. I mean, this water's too flat. <laughs> no, like, like I have experienced being this in kitchens flat. where the quality 
of the kitchen is not up to standard. And I would agree if, with you on that one, great one. And if I see the grill is not clean properly mm-hmm. because we went to a restaurant where they cook they cook their meat right in front of you. Like a like, hibachi? Hibachi? No, nah, it was what, what, what was it? Banks like a like a Peruvian a, uh, a, yeah, Peruvian steakhouse in a way, yeah, like a like a Brazilian steakhouse in a way. Okay, yeah. and the grill was dirty. The grill was dirty, and my other issue was they had corn on the cob sitting in, I guess, water. And they would put the corn on the cob on the grill, but they would cross-contaminate the corn on the cob with the meat that was sitting on the grill. He's speaking facts. I mean, Transported over back and forth, and I'm like, yo, like... <laughs> these, these are... these. They see, this is... this is. I'm a, I'm a professional chef. This is, this oh, is what I cool. would... This is what I would consider the homely kitchen, where uh, you know it, every everything is every, everything's kind of running on running on homey rules. Where it's like you know the the, the grill ain't the grill doesn't get doesn't get cleaned every day, but it, it gets it gets cleaned every month. Yeah, you know, the homey as rules. they're cooking, and that was the other issue. Like they were scraping the grease off the off the grill while they're still oh. cooking the steak, bro. So <laughs> like, clear, clearly, clearly, cool though, bro. Relax, bro. The food so was clearly. Good. Clearly, Banks will not be picking the restaurants. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. We are going to swine. So, I'm not doing this again. If we ever, if we ever, and I think that's a really great idea, Rainer. That's a perfect idea. I think what we should do as as boys, we should definitely, when COVID allows us to, we should definitely all meet up. Maybe somewhere in New York that's nice over the holidays or something. Something that we can just go out to a restaurant and just hang and, you know, I'm going yeah. to Vegas. Rainer Raven got my room ready. We going to Vegas. If I had to go to Vegas, I've been waiting to go to Vegas. I mean, I'm a huge fan of buffets, and there ain't no better place for buffets than Las Vegas. Yep. Yeah, yep. I heard. I heard that was really good food there for the buffets. That's why I, I really did. It's it's Las Vegas is legitimately one of the food capitals of the world right now. Yeah, every I mean, you know, havoc. Like you're in the cooking, you know, industry. Like we have a lot of like Michelin, you know, chefs here in Vegas. They you all know. open restaurants there. Yeah, you know, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Casinos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my- exactly. My antennas are like this. Um, I'm going to New Orleans next month for my birthday. Well, in March. New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Talking about okay. food. Talking about. There's this oh. one place called Drago's that I want to go. They have char grill oysters that they dip a bunch of butter and all this good stuff on. I can't wait. I cannot wait, bro. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, Banks, yeah. straight, did you guys uh, want to add anything? Yeah, no, if, we, if we go to Vegas, I'm definitely going to Reno because I'm a rancher at heart, and I hear there's a bunny ranch that I might. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. This guy. No comment. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you trying to? You trying to? You trying to get? You trying to get people on this on this stream in trouble? <laughs> he's the main guy. This, you know, he he should oh be the guy. Everybody, I'm out here trying to live life the good way. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm newly divorced. Divorced, trying to get married soon one day. You're married, raining. You're not. You're not married, are you? No. No. Yeah. So, 
Come on, say you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta lead us the right way, brother. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm married, man. I got ranches. I'm out of this. Is, 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 is good, you know, I like ranches. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty ranches. <laughs> with, with that being said, I oh, did want to add before we close this out uh, to touch on the topic that we had. As far I think Banks asked you the question, uh, what would you tell uh, a young streamer as far as what, what they learned from this podcast? Um, one of the things that you told me. Uh, when I first started, that has stuck to me since day one was quality over quantity. Yep. And that that stick that sticks with me every time I edit a video, uh, every time I set up for a stream. And for those of y'all that are don't don't get what it means, is take pride in what you do. Mm-hmm. Like the product that you put out on the internet, make sure you're happy with it before you put it out. So yeah, and mm-hmm. back then I was streaming once a week and, and I was like, okay, would it be better for me to put out shoddy work every day of the week <laughs> or do one really good three hour stream a week? You know, the answer was clear, well, but yeah, we, put, put pride in your work and you know, this thing looks really professional. So we're going to have, we're going to have uh we're going to have a, a, a model to go around here one day that, that I think that I would like all of us to, uh, incorporate and that's going to be no lazy days whenever we come here to the cast we we got to give it a hundred and ten percent because when these you never know how far these videos reach and the people it's available to the internet Mm -hmm. so anybody can just click it and say what are these guys talking about yeah you never know always conduct yourself as if someone from like espn or barstools just clicked onto your stream yep. you know what i mean you never know you, it might today right now it could be your breaking moment you know where you guys blow up true yeah so it it kind of goes back to what you're saying earlier is be your authentic self that's it everybody everybody literally has infinite potential it's just a matter of someone else realizing it, but you got to exactly. realize it first. Exactly, hundred percent. That's the best way you could put it, honestly. Well, thank you. So, with that being said, <laughs> if, life coach. if if anybody's a young up- upcoming streamer watching this right now, just remember this: quality over quantity. Oh, Said by reigning Ravens. And I will also extend this olive branch to all your friends because any of your friends are my friends. Uh, if anyone has any questions as far as starting up streaming, my DMs on Twitter are always open. Send me a message. Let's get this worked out for you. I appreciate that, man. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> like he said, you can find Rain and Ravens on Twitter at Rain and Ravens. Be sure to check him out on Twitch at Raining Ravens. Um, this is the Not for Debate podcast. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple. Anchor. Google, Apple Podcasts, all the major streaming platforms. Also, be Radio sure to Shack. like. <laughs> you can all, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and most definitely share. And Raider Ravens, can we please get one of those famous outros? This is Raining Ravens out. Until next time, <laughs> Jesus bless all you guys, and go Ravens. We out. <laughs>